You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. What is the most trending thing on social media right now? No, people, it is not the Flame Central Podcast. It is Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. Well, guess what? Our guest today is the best around to break down just how talented this QB is. You do not want to miss this conversation. Listen up. From our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Guys, I'm really pumped up about this conversation because, like I just mentioned, Malik Willis is trending. People are saying that so he's hot right now. So Malik hot Willis. right now. <laughs> yeah. What? What is that? It's from Zoolander. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen Zoolander. Hansel, so hot right now. Shoot. I just uh, know that the Zoolander face. Hmm. Yeah, blue steel. Blue right. Steel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes totally got you off track. Sometime this summer yeah. we're gonna have a, a little <laughs> quick blurb when things are dead of the movies that Emily has not seen. Yeah, There's we should. Yeah, and we should make a list. That'd yeah, Red podcast. has talked about like having a um, the sound of music. Right. Yeah. We just need like a big flat screen. You've never seen the sound of music? No, I've never seen the sound of music. Anyways, let's get back to sweet back music. Back to football. Oh, yeah, the sweet sound yeah. of Malik Willis possibly going <laughs> number one overall. No, that's a little um, ahead of the game, but. Today's guest, quarterbacks coach Ken Austin, also the co-offensive coordinator. This guy has more than 30 years of coaching experience, also front office experience from the CFL to Ole Miss. I mean, he has what it takes in order to develop quarterbacks, and he has a pretty special one with him right now. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this conversation. Really interesting stuff from Ken Austin. All right, we have a lot of questions for Coach Austin to get to, so let's get the conversation started. So excited about our guest, Coach Ken Austin, more than 30 years of coaching experience. I've been trying to get you in the podcast booth, in the film room to break down some of Malik Willis, but now we have finally done it. Welcome to the Flame Central Podcast. Great to have you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So we have a lot to get to um, in this conversation. Let's start with Malik Willis because he is just a hot topic all across social media, Twitter. There have been some reports that have said Malik Willis is going to be drafted number one overall in the 2022 draft. What is your reaction to that? Uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a lot of there's always a lot of chatter and and a lot of rating services and evaluations, you know, with, with different groups. Um, I will say this, I mean, Malik uh, is as talented, you know, a player as you're going to find in the country right now. I, I believe that. I mean, I watch all the quarterbacks, you know, I watch the systems that they play in. Uh, there's, there's really not anything Malik can't do. Now he's going to get a lot better, you know, because I mean, last year was his first year of playing. And so uh, it's funny. I had a. I went down and saw Fran Tarkenton uh, in Atlanta a long, long time ago when I was in private business. We were going to do. We were going to do a, a business venture together. It ended up not working out. But I'll never forget. Fran said to me when I first met him. He said, "Kent, you know, in our position, he said, you really don't learn to play the position until you physically can't play it anymore." Mm. Yeah. Now it was an exaggeration, wow. but yeah. it was. Yeah. A, but it was a, something I never forgot because that experience. You really need that experience as a quarterback. You can't really mimic what happens in a game, you know, in practice. So you 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 get better live, you know, and all the things that you have to face and all the pressures on you, right? And and so because of that, the reason I say that is, you know, Malik should improve even off you know off of what he did last year. And you know, with respect to uh, you know the NFL, Malik isn't focused on that. You know, he's 
he he gets the hype and yeah. he you know he understands what's going on and uh but uh he will be very deserving of of wherever it is that he lands i can promise you that he's a he's a great young man he calls it rat poison i yeah, saw I on saw, his saw twitter yeah, he said rat that poison yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what coach freeze was saying all the hype around yeah. you guys being coach ranked. does coach does a great job keeping him focused too right coaches you know coach has been doing it a long time and and has put countless players into the nfl he knows the process and uh, he's keeping, he's helping to keep Malik focused, right? And Malik has a, a great deal of respect for coach. All right, coach. I, I like to ask kind of the awkward question. So I think this is going to sound funny <laughs> right off the bat, but just bear with me. So let's role play for a second. You're, you're, you are you. So you're coach Ken Austin. I'm going to be Howie <laughs> Roseman, GM of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So I'm, I'm Kent. You're yeah. Ken. Okay. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> this going to be tough for you. You're sticking with me. I, I think right? you'll handle this better yeah, than yeah, Rhett probably will. This is doing well. Yeah. But I give you a call. It's, uh, you know, next year's draft. I, I'm giving you a call and I'm like, yeah. Hey Kent, I've got the eighth overall pick. I got a chance to to move up into the top three here, and I'm looking at Malik. If I get this pick wrong, you know, I'm I'm done. We've had a rough go here with the Eagles, so I really need to nail this pick. What can you tell me about Malik fitting into our our Eagles program as an NFL player? Well, I'd say first of all, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, <laughs> well, it's a good question. <laughs> See, can I not be Kent right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can be Hugh if you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not Hugh. Yeah. Yeah. Just some random fan in his yeah. face. Yeah. You know, we'll, be, we'll be good right now. Yeah. You know, the, the the first thing you got you got to understand in, in, in this position is you have to have all the intangibles at quarterback. There's a lot of talented guys that'll never make it because they don't have the it thing, you know, and the, and and it's hard to define, but you know it when you see it at, you know, after you've coached for a long time and. You really need a winner. I mean, a guy that just knows how to win first, first and foremost, and is going to uh, is going to sacrifice you know everything that he needs to for the team in order to win, and that that comes with a an, an unbelievable level of preparation. Uh, people don't realize how hard it is to prepare to play this this position, and and Malik will pay the price for that for sure, and it'll be an unbelievable teammate. Uh, that being said, I would ask you, you know, what's your system? You know, how do you plan on using them? Because, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so much no, of it is a, so I, much of it is a fit, right, for yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, it's, uh, you know, do you have a guy that can develop them? You know, and you would think every NFL team has a great quarterback coach. They don't. Um, and more importantly, is he a fit for 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 your system? And depending on what you're doing, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a system that that enhances and, and plays to to uh, Malik's unique skills, then I'd say take him because he's going to flourish in that environment. Would you say, like, looking at just the NFL, and you're a fan of, of all football, and you said you watch you know, as many quarterbacks as you can, is this the perfect era for a guy like Malik Willis to thrive at the yeah, next level? Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, that's a really good point. It's not like it used to be. Right. Yeah, yeah long, you know, several years ago um, – Malik wouldn't be as as uh, well thought of because of his skill set. They weren't they weren't looking for guys like that. They wanted the big, tall pocket passer. Yeah. Um, the game's changed. You know, the college football college football has influenced the NFL in in a, in a really big way. And you look at the quarterbacks now that are being taken. Um, this is kind of the perfect timing for for Malik and. Uh, and, and I think you're going to continue to see the NFL game evolve more towards the college game and be a little bit more creative in, in how they utilize a the quarterback and somebody especially with, with Malik's skills who can who can really hurt you with his, with his legs as well and not just his arm. All right, so we talked, we've looked ahead down the road here, talking just this next season, right, in a Flames uniform. We've asked Malik, and he is 
maybe the most humble guy uh, you talk to. Hey, it's hey. not easy. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, what? Yeah, try, yeah, I'm sure you get, you yeah. get that too. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't get an answer out of my meetings. <laughs> we say, hey, so where, what are some areas you're looking to improve in? And he says, everything. Everything. But for you, I assume you're a little bit more detailed in in what you're trying to help him improve him. As you look at last year's film and going forward, what are some specific areas? As you look at the numbers, it's like, well, just do that again, and and you know yeah. it'd be a great year. But what are some maybe? detail areas that you're looking for him to find improvement in? Where we really needed to work with Malik a lot was what we call all the off-platform throws. Yeah. So it's it's easy to train a guy in the pocket when the pocket is perfect. Yeah. And that, that old seven-on-seven seven, you know, kind of analogy where there's nobody around you, there's no pressure, there's nobody in your face. You can have perfect mechanics and, and perfect delivery uh, and a great release on the ball. And quarterbacks can learn to throw in that environment, but that's not the real world. That's not what you face in a game. Uh, most of the throws that you're going to make in, in the game today uh, are going to require some kind of movement, some kind of off-balance component to it. Yeah. And the ability to to coordinate your lower and upper body to make those throws when you're on the move, when you have to slide, when you have to get out of trouble, when you have to reset your feet um, and, and your hips and those types of things when you have to contort your body to get a throw back to the inside, these types of things that the game actually requires from you as a quarterback, that's where Malik uh, struggled when we first had him. Uh, he had a natural three-quarter to sidearm delivery, in particular in those scenarios. Mm. And so we had to work really, really hard. And we don't, we don't do any drills as quarterbacks um, that don't mimic the game. I don't, I don't believe in that. So uh, it's just, you know, if you want to work on a guy's – quick feet then put the ball down and go work you know go yeah, work right. the ladders with the rest yeah, of the guys yeah, you know yeah. but everything that we do is 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 trying to mimic the game and so we we have tons of drills that mimic those things that were that were, that I just discussed and uh and Malik uh, because of that uh, became a, a a more effective passer a lot more effective passer uh he needs to be able to hit um the second level throws that are tighter throws so in other words you know, a deep, a deep crossing route uh, that you might have to drop the ball in, you know, right over the first level defense, um, but still put enough on the ball before safety can recover, yeah, yeah. right, on, on the throw at the second level. So uh, we're going to work on those things, you know, this summer. But uh, there's really not a throw that he can't make. He just needs more muscle memory, which is actually, you know, memory in the brain to be able to transfer it when the, when the, when the bullets are flying and he's live. You've coached a lot of quarterbacks throughout your career. Where does Malik rank on that list as far as talent and ability and his ceiling? I think Malik has a really high ceiling. Uh, I would put him in the category of a guy that needs fundamental coaching every day. He's so talented. I mean, he, you know, he can, you know, he just put the ball <laughs> back inside with his arm yeah. and, 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 you know, and flick it 30 yards downfield yeah. like it's nothing. And, and because things have come easy for him in the past, it's also got him in trouble. And as you go up a level in competition, the players you play against get better. Yeah. And 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 they can react faster. You know, they can they can break on the ball sooner and these types of things. And and each level, uh, subsequent level, has guys with better ball skills in the secondary. So you leave one behind or you leave one mm -hmm. high or whatever, you know, they're going to pick it off. Yeah. You know, and your interception, yeah. is, you know, to, to touchdown ratio is going to skew the other way. So um, as far as, um, you know, talent 
the, the, just the physical talent of being able to run, make guys miss, speed, arm strength, quickness of arm, uh, being able to process information, you know, quickly, uh, the, you know, those types of things. You know, he's he's as good as I've I've coached. I might have coached one or two guys with a slightly more arm talent, and when I say that, just just meaning that they were just naturally a little bit more accurate, uh, but not much. And uh, but when you combine the entire package with Malik, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to find somebody with the full set of skills that, that he has in this country that he has. Was there a moment last year that impressed you the most about him? And I'm not you know for us the the fans and media we see these huge bombs of throws and we're like wow that was awesome. But was there a moment maybe behind the scenes his response to the NC State loss or something along those lines that you were like wow this is a really mature guy. Really, how he responded to everything. It's not just. It wasn't just the negative times. Uh, Malik, when Malik, you know, quote unquote, struggled, which is relative because his <laughs> yeah. struggling, was still, <laughs> yeah, was still better yeah. than most guys, right? Uh, it was after uh, time off, and that gets to my point a second ago. Malik needs constant work, at least right now, in 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 his development. Uh, he's quickly phasing out of that. But those were his down times, and he needed to get back playing again, like we talked about. You, know, you don't yeah. get better as a quarterback until you play live, and he needed to play more because he hadn't had a lot of real game experience. Uh, but Malik is just as good with his with his success as he is with his you know his down times, mm-hmm. right? So he's completely humble. He won't make a single excuse. In fact, he probably takes on you know too much of a burden, but he understands that that the position that he's in requires leadership and requires servant leadership in particular. Uh, you know, we, we, we tell the quarterbacks all the time, you need to be the most prepared player on the, on, the, on the field every single day you take the field because the players are looking towards you to put them in the best position to be successful. And, and so you can't come to work. You can't come, you know, if you, you're not always going to feel great. You're not. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's that's the job you signed up for. So, <laughs> you know, when you come to the meeting, you need to be prepared. And when you take the field, uh, you need to practice well. And it doesn't mean you're gonna not going to have a, a practice that wasn't as good as, as previous practices. But what we're looking for is constant improvement, even a little bit, and and to not carry mistakes into consecutive days, and then really take a you know two two or three steps backwards. That's not what we're looking for, you know, in our room. And Malik Malik really understands that. But how is that leadership for a quiet guy like Malik? You know, yeah. because you see those quarterbacks that are just full of energy and hyping their guys up. I feel like Malik isn't really like that, but mm-hmm. he is a quiet leader. Malik's not a raw, raw guy. I've coached a couple guys like this in my past. Uh, Damon Allen, Marcus Allen, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. I coached it, him up in up in Canada. He was great in the CFL, oh, right? He Didn't was, he have a great career. He right, was goes. well. He's almost has a hundred thousand yeah, yards yeah, yeah. between running and passing. I mean, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> uh, Malik. I'm, Malik is similar to Damon. Malik's much stronger than Damon, but they had a similar skill set. Mm. And you know, Damon, I mean, he couldn't lead fish to water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Damon. Yeah. Like, we had a great relationship, but he was MVP. You know, his MVP. You know, the Grey Cup, and the, you know, my uh, when I was there, um, my first year in Toronto. The next year, at the age of forty-one, he was MVP of the entire league. Wow. Um, and but that not, that was a credit to him, not 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 a credit to me. It was a credit to his work ethic and and his attention to detail. Um, but leadership isn't isn't even in the top three qualities that we're looking for for quarterbacks. Uh, it's certainly important, uh, but Malik will lead by example. The other thing Malik has is he's really endearing to his teammates. 
his teammates trust him because they know that his humility and his caring for them and his care for the team is authentic. Yeah. Mm. It's not fake, right? And players can see through right. it. I mean, if you're fake, they can see through it pretty quick, right? And uh, there's nothing fake about Malik. And therefore, the players, he, he draws people in. You know, he's got that charisma to him that he doesn't even really realize he's got. Uh, you know, he's very endearing that way. So so the players will will play hard. He He's able to lift the players' play around him simply by his own play without having to really discuss much with them. Could he be more vocal? Probably. Uh, but you know, that's really not his that's really not his nature. He's gonna lead by he's gonna lead by example. All right, let's role play. No, I'm kidding. Let's not. <laughs> uh, Am I kidding? <laughs> right. So you handle the third down calls, is that right? Is that what yeah. you do at the play calling? And is it the red zone as well? Uh some of the red okay. zone. Okay. Yeah. I've always wondered how do you prepare for that? Because you're basically being thrown, hey, here's the one of the biggest <laughs> moments in the game, third downs. Who knows what's going to happen on first and second? Go. What do we do? Like, how how do you handle that? Because that seems just incredibly stressful. Matt Warner's trying to take your job. So no, I don't want it. No. I don't want it. No, I, but I just, I've always wondered, man, like, you have to be thinking well, you could come a take mile mine, a minute. I definitely couldn't take your Well, I, I think you'd be just fine. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you handle that, though? Uh. So I have a process for it. I mean, third down is, you know, is obviously one of the tougher, yeah. if not the toughest down distance to call a football. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Hugh. Yeah, do you ever say, <laughs> no, no, no. hey, why don't you take third <laughs> no, today? No. Let me have first down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I really, but you know, I really, uh, I really appreciate that, that, that coach trusts me in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that, the, the respect. The respect that was that is that is given, I want to honor. Yeah, right. And doing a really really good job for him. Uh, third down is it. I have a process that I go through. It would take probably another podcast to go through <laughs> it. Um, but really, I think the game. That, so most teams are going to have a personality uh, on that. Well, on all down and distances, but in particular on third down. And the good ones are going to mix things up on you. You know, they're not just going to give you a consistent coverage, a consistent front. Uh, because it's it's too easy to dial in on them yeah. if you do that, you know, with the play calls. So the the good coordinators on the other side of the ball, other side of the field, are going to mix things up. They'll mix they'll mix up the looks. They'll they'll move in and out of man and zone coverage. They'll mix up the pressures and this type of thing. They're going to try to try to get you off the field, right, and and collapse the pocket on on the quarterback. Typically, so we'll do a lot of things. So so the preparation during the week. We start, we, you know, we start with, you know, their tendencies in each field position by third and medium and third and long, mm. and we'll break it down that way. And then, uh, and then on top of that, we'll learn on top of that, when do they pressure and what do they pressure out of and what personnel groupings do they pressure out of and, and what coverages do they pressure yeah. from, you know, what are the coverage behind it, among, uh, you know, several other things. But then we'll take that basic um, readiness, if you will, that basic package into the game. But really, the game's won at game time. Yeah. I, I believe this. This is this is what makes Coach Freeze so good as a play caller. He has a great intuition about the game, and he can he, he can modify and he sees very quickly what the defense is doing. Yeah. you know, on first and second down, and he gets us in better positions. You know, with 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 this play calling, uh, all the good coaches and good play callers, in my opinion, are able to do that. They're able to adjust during the game and. But we'll do a lot of formation and motion and freezing and this type of thing to ferret out the coverage, to ferret out pressures, yeah. to see if they can tip their hand. We do a lot of work, me and KD, uh, Cal D. Arman, on 
on finding the tells in the secondary, finding the tells on the front to 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 know when they align this way. If they're not good at dis, you know disguising things, yeah. we know immediately what the coverage is. So the idea with the quarterback is to make is to try to get him down to one decision before the ball is in his hand, not to have a decision tree that's five or six wide. Mm. You know, after the ball is snapped. Uh, we get in that situation, they win yeah. because uh, the quarterback's thinking too much. So we do a lot of pre-snap recognition, a lot of pre-snap movement, and a, and a lot of layering in the tells defensively so Malik knows prior to getting the ball in his hand most of the time what the coverage is. Therefore, he can move the defense with his eyes and 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 uh, and take advantage of, of the progressions that we give him on that down and distance. Yeah, yeah. real easy, you know, just yeah. like we thought. That was simple. Yeah, yeah, that, simple, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Matt Warner's taking a job anytime <laughs> no. soon, so you're good, Coach. No. No. Um, you do a lot of – or you do the quarterback uh, recruiting. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at film or going to watch a quarterback, how do you evaluate him? Great question. What are you looking for? So it, it's funny. I do it a little differently maybe. I don't know, but something that, that I've always done, that the, the three top qualities we look for in a quarterback are decision-making, accuracy, and toughness. Uh, in in that order, and decision making is by far and away the most important of all the qualities. If you can't get a great decision maker in our position, you're you're just not going to win football games. So, well, coach, I don't even go down the cereal aisle. I always thought if I was a guy, I would definitely be a quarterback, but I can't no. even go down the cereal yeah. aisle because I cannot make oh, a decision. Yeah. I just oh. grab whatever's on the end. Yeah, you might want to add that into your kind of when you're recruiting somebody. What cereal do you choose? You can walk down the cereal. I cannot make a decision, so I would be like, (laughs) I would be like, oh my gosh, I would just run all the time. But sorry, continue. No, no, it's. uh, (laughs) I'll I'll get your Fruit Loops or something. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I just like. You know, there's so much criticism on quarterbacks, but when you have so many decisions and all these huge guys coming out, I don't know. I just have so much respect for the quarterback because me personally, I can't make decisions. So I would fail significantly in that position. People don't realize just how many things they have to manage mentally. And it's really like you got to manage the clock, you got to manage substitutions, you got to manage personnel, you got to manage formations and alignments, you got to manage motions, you got to send guy, you got to read defense, you got to make pre and post snap decisions. You got guys yelling at you, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got, you know, and and all of a sudden we we settle in the wrong thing, we got to change the signal, so he's immediately got an imprint of the play that was called, now he's got to change to the next one. I mean, among a, a myriad of of other things uh that you have to be able to filter through the noise, if you will, and get to the essence of what's important to execute the next play. And there's a process to do that. And and we try in our and that's what we one of the things we teach in our room as far on the intangible side is to teach our quarterbacks how to filter that noise. So they can focus on executing the next play that's called to the best of their ability and then focus on the next one. And there's a lot of noise, yeah. you know, in in that position. But uh, decision making is by far and away uh, number one. That has to be um, learned through my relationship and others that that recruit um, with the individual coach that's coaching that that player right now. Uh, his offense coordinator, his quarterback coach, his head coach. Understanding what system they're in. What are they really asked to do? Are they asked to change protection? You know, how complicated is the offense? 
do they have an RPO system at all? You know, or is that something they're going to have to learn from scratch? That matters. Yeah. Uh, so the ability to process information and to make decisions when it matters the most and to make critically great decisions, we have to find that out from the coach and do our best job. And, and I, I talk a lot to um, competing coaches. You know, when I, when I recruit a quarterback, I want to talk to the teams that played against him. Yeah. You know, and, and see how he responded, you know, especially if it's a really good team uh, that they played against and how that quarterback responded in those games. Uh, secondly, it's accuracy. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about this earlier. You have to be able to make, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be able to make all the throws. And it's not just all the throws from a, you know, just, just schematically in, in your route tree. Uh, but it's all the throws in game situations that you're going to face, and and be able to do that accurately. If if you if you can't throw off, you know what we call awkward body throws or off platform throws. If you can't make those throws consistently, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it as a passer. Yeah. You're just you're just not. And so we we evaluate that. We evaluate the ability of the quarterback to make those types of throws. And finally, it's toughness. Um, we want tough quarterbacks. You know, we want guys that are both physically and mentally tough. Typically, they're tied together, uh, but but they're not always. They're not always, and we want we try to find the quarterbacks that have both. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just not going to. You know, you're going to be in a tough game, and it's it's not going to be going well for you. You know, there's there's not a lot of easy games. You know that 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 you play, and if you're getting beat up, if the pocket's collapsing on you, you're getting a lot of pressure. You know, can you can you dig in while, as you're getting hit over and over and over again, and make the critical throw at a critical time of the game to finish a drive and win the football game for us? A mentally tough and physically tough quarterback is going to do that. Mm. You know, he's just going to dig in and not relent in his pursuit to win the football game. We we want those guys. Yeah. Well, physically speaking, Malik got up from some hits last year yeah. that I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You know, yeah, he did. <laughs> super tough. Yeah, we're, we're trying not to allow that this year. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't want too many. Of them. We'll have Sam Gregg on the podcast yeah. next yeah, well, week and make uh, sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Toughness <laughs> must be a part of the kickers, too, the way Barbier was labeling some guys this year. Yeah, he's yeah. a tough kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, we like we like tough players. Yeah. I mean, coach. One thing about coach, I mean, he's he's old school that way. Yeah. He he, does, he he doesn't have a lot of a lot of patience for soft <laughs> yeah. players, yeah. you know. And and I, and I don't either, to be honest. I, I'm I'm old school that way too. I want I want we want we want tough quarterbacks. For you, head coach at the NCAA level, head coach a long time professionally as well, and then all of a sudden the move to. OC and, and quarterbacks coach at Liberty. A lot of guys, I think, in my mind would be like, I'm not going to take that role. But yeah. what led to you coming to Liberty and, and accepting the position you're in? You know, honestly, it was it was Coach Freeze. Uh, I was, when I left Canada, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get back into it. You know, I was pursuing some other things. And and I, I just said that it's going to have to be a situation. I learned a long time ago that who you work for is more important than anything. And young coaches really need to learn this. Uh, who you work for is is, is really the, the most critical factor that you can evaluate uh, as a coach. And I had other opportunities uh, at the time when I was when I was back in Nashville. And then Coach Freeze just called and said, "Hey, I'm you know I, I sent him a quick note. I never coached it with him before, but hey, congratulations! Great to have have you back in the game. The game's missed him, and I think he's a great coach." And uh, he said, "Well, hey, he." I'm I'm come, flying back from Dallas, you know, from from recruiting, and I'll stop in Nashville. I'd love to talk to you, you know. And 
I said, well, sure, I'll come out. I'll come out to the airport and, and, and visit with you. And I'll tell you what, it was about an hour and 20-minute conversation. Probably 15 to 20 minutes was on football. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I knew. Yeah. I said, I, 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 can, I can coach with that guy. Cool. Like he's... Yeah, he's he's really he's really an incredible person and 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 really great great to work for. So I wanted to get back in an environment like that and and be trusted to with a guy that that would harness my experience and my ability to coach the quarterbacks and and let me go do that. You know, and coach coach allows me to do that. All right, last question for me. Everybody's making a big deal about Coach Freeze going back to Ole Miss this this year, right? Ooh, but yeah. people aren't talking enough about you going back. You're an alum, right? Yes. Alum, you coach there as well. I'm not talking about it either. Hey, what, what what will that be like for you? Will that be a, a special thing, or do you dread it in some ways? Like what what did what did you think yeah. knowing that that was out there on the schedule? Oh, I thought it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're excited no, to go back. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. I mean, yeah, we don't we don't care about stuff like that. You know, it's it's. Uh, now you're answering like Malik. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess if I was. A lot younger, yeah. you know, than I was right now, and hadn't been in as many situations that I've been in. Probably, you know, might might be a little bit more hype in my mind or in my emotions than it is right now. But I think it's going to be great. Yeah, you know, it's my it's where obviously where I went to school and where I played football, and um, obviously where Coach had great success. So we're we're excited about going in there. Coach Austin, before we let you go, you and Rhett have had like a funny story, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. I wasn't going to bring that up, right? You wanna, Let's bring you it up. Yeah. We need to Rhett. reminisce a little All bit. All right. So we're at uh, Tim Horton's, uh, was it Tim Horton's Field, I guess, or whatever you mm-hmm. call it. And uh, this is in this is in Hamilton, Ontario. So we're doing a story on Kevin Fogg, who was playing for the Blue Bombers. Yep. And good our, player. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. And um, we just got done with actually. Uh, a story on the on the tie cats as well with I think it was Tasker and uh, the uh, D lineman you guys had that had like seven kids I can't remember his name but uh, he used to play for the Rough Riders he was a long time uh, a big star out there anyway anyways we'll get on to it um so we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways our camera guy leaves the camera up and in that time in the CFL like espionage was huge like they were just spying and trying to steal calls and whatnot. <laughs> And and we, we I didn't wasn't do aware any of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm there with a, one of our camera guys, and he leaves the camera up on the field, and they're going through stuff, and all of a sudden, oh, John I'm, Chick. Yes, that's who it was. Good job. Defensive <laughs> uh, lineman with a bunch of kids. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> really good player. Yeah. Um, coach turns around and I'm like I have no idea what's going on there is fire in his eyes it's like the head coach is coming like right at me oh, and boy. and the uh, <laughs> the head media guy has left at the moment for the tie cat so it's some student that's like 18 years old <laughs> and coach is just like who are these people and what are they doing? I want, like, basically, I want answers now. And I was like, oh, our story is in jail. <laughs> like, this is going down wrong really okay, quick. Okay, I might have been a tad over the whole filming yeah, yeah, yeah. secretly no. thing. Uh, you know? But, anyways, I was just like really quick. I was like, uh, sorry, sir, we're here to do a story. <laughs> on your I can chaplain. totally see Red. Oh, yeah. Like, this is years back. So I was younger, too, early into the profession. And I'm like, we're just here doing a story on your, your, your chaplain, sir. And uh, Susie heard chaplain. He was like, oh, okay, no problem. Glad to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a very fair. I was yeah. I was definitely like that. Yeah, oh, I, no. I didn't. I didn't. No, no. I, I used to send our director of football ops around the stadium because you know we we didn't have a, a practice field, right? We practiced oh, yeah. in the stadium, and so and there was open access. 
you know, oh, for the yeah. state of wow. something they could be parking out anywhere right just yeah. that's our, true yeah and and there was some of that going on in the league so i used to set them around uh during practice and and remove people from the from the stadium that didn't need to be there but i apologize no no <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we settled that on yeah, yes that's been holding story. that in all I, these no, years no. Yeah, yeah i was probably slightly a jerk <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Coach Austin, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's so, I mean, I feel like we could sit here all day and and learn more. I do want to get in the film room with you and break down some of these plays so um, our viewers and I can learn a little bit more about the system and the game and maybe help Matt with some of those third uh, down play calls that that he does at home with his son or attempts to, (laughs) I guess you can say. Thank you. Thank you again. And uh, we'll catch up with you later this summer into fall. Thanks. So I just walked Coach Austin back to his car and I just wanted to like get dates on the calendar of when can I get in the film room with you and learn more about, you know, quarterback Malik Willis and his tendencies and the defensive tendency. It's just, I'm really excited. We're going to do it. it. Yeah, we'll do it. We've done some film. We did film with Maurice Harris, remember, uh, on AGG heading into the draft. I think this summer we're going to get with Coach Austin and kind of break down some more of Malik Willis. And it was really interesting hearing him talk about his ceiling and even off air, he was telling us like, listen, there's nobody maybe more talented than him in the country. And the good thing I think about that I gathered from coach Austin is Malik Willis is coachable. You know, he does. Coach Austin wasn't afraid to talk about where Malik needs to improve, but the good quality about Malik, one of the many is that he's coachable, that he's able and, and receiving to that coaching because sometimes that's pretty difficult to find when someone is as talented as a guy like Malik. I'll say this too. You know, obviously, we see Coach Hugh Freeze and we know he's a personality and you're like, oh, I could, I'd could, i want to play for that guy. You hear the pregame speeches yeah. and you get ramped up, right? But I had the chance to do a Zoom talk with uh, Coach Ken Austin this past summer when COVID just hit. And I remember talking to him. I, was, I could see like if I was a quarterback in the Liberty system, I see how I could buy into what this guy's talking about and be a soldier for him and, and really trust in his process. He knows how to develop players. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of lost in coaching sometimes. You know, there's a big difference in coaching a player and developing and having that player reach a ceiling um, as high as someone like Malik. And I guess it makes his job a little bit, it makes our job fun, right? Ha- covering a guy and a, a great team. No doubt like Malik in the Flames, but it must be really, really special for someone like Ken Austin to coach a, a player like Malik. Well, recruiting is huge, but there are also coaches that recruit really well that don't develop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. If you can do the two, then what's stopping you? And that's kind of where Liberty, you feel like they're they're going right now. They're recruiting better and better, and you're already seeing how they develop the guys that they have in the program. So we want to close this episode of the Flame Central podcast with a quick update around the campus. What can you tell us about Liberty Baseball? Well, Matt? Liberty Baseball took care of business this weekend against Kennesaw State. They locked up the number one seed in the ASUN North Division heading into the postseason. Two complete game shutouts in the series. Or not shutouts, complete games. Trevor DeLate was a complete game shutout on Friday. And then our boy Trey Gibson, the freshman, complete game on Sunday. Got in a little trouble late. But you talk, Ken Austin talking about toughness, middle toughness. He showed some of that game. They sweep the Owls and now set themselves up really well. One more A-Sun series in the regular season, but they'll be the number one seed hosting Bellarmine in the first round of the postseason, the quarterfinals, in two weeks. Which, that should be an interesting series uh, yeah, because of how of, it ended of, so chippy. Of, uh, yeah, bad blood, you might say, yeah. between Liberty and Bellarmine, so that should be a lot of fun. Do you want me to sing that Taylor Swift song? Nope. 
Good job, bad that, oh blood. My, that was, nope. I have. I keep having this dad joke about Trevor Delate, and as if you could somehow fit in a better Delate than never. I'll I'll see if yeah, you know I'll like that could be fitting. Okay, I don't know what's worse, Rhett's dad's jokes or my singing. Oh, I know. Rhett, <laughs> Rhett what yeah. can you tell us about the Lady Flames? Softball in action, uh, quarterfinal round of the A Sun. You come away with a one nothing shutout. I think that maybe there's a little emotional letdown. You've shut them out in four straight games. They're playing Lipscomb, the Bisons, and um, yeah. So you're thinking, okay, we got this next game as a doubleheader. You lose it. Eight to seven in uh, the bottom of the eighth inning. So that was a bit of a gut punch to you. So you have to come back the next day. Lady Flames regroup, took it eight to nothing. They're moving on to go down to Kennesaw State uh, Final Four of the A Sun. It's kind of weird. Do you call it? Because it's like two game elimination. I don't know. Do you call it the semifinals? What do you call it? I don't know. I'm just calling yeah, it the final four. Uh, yeah, right. I yeah, it's not really the like final play- four. It's not like just a playoff little- round, but it's you, you basically two losses and you're out now. But. Uh, Lady Flames performed well there just a week ago, sweeping Kennesaw. So I think a little blip on the radar that lost to Lipscomb. They were emotionally charged. It was a good game for them. Probably Lipscomb's best game of the year came against the Flames at home. Do or die game. Like mm-hmm. they had nothing to lose. So they were just swinging the bats and they they had a good night. But uh, Liberty, I still believe the favorite to move on. And there's something going on because Autumn Bishop is not really a vocal person. She leads by example. They're pretty quiet. But Autumn Bishop you can tell that she knows this is the end. Like this Mm -hmm. is the end of her career. She wants to do something special. And in those two home games, last two home games of her career, she was like, let's go. Like she was charged up screaming after hits. Like she was trying to ramp up her teammates. But speaking of the bishops this week, right? We have a story yeah, coming right. out yeah, yeah. on the bishops. Brett kind forgot, of, and he's doing Brett the story. Produce it, right? Right, I did, right, I right, well, right. I think we the do, right? I, we, right? We got it. Okay. The reason I forgot is because I actually I got this one done early. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, don't, so, yeah, I so a really cool story about them talking about their Liberty experience and how they've grown during this time. Five years here yeah, on it's hard campus. to believe. So really good story. Look for that early this week. Yeah. I know it seems like, you know, sports are winding down here with baseball and softball heading into the postseason. But here at the Flame Central Podcast, we're just now gearing up. We're going to continue to bring oh, in yeah. some big time guests throughout the summer. So don't think we are going anywhere. Be sure to review us on the um yes. What is it? It's like called, Google uh, or wherever you're, you're listening iTunes. from. Can I give yeah. you real quick as we wrap things up? Oh, we did gosh. get one more review. I get very nervous. And, with and please, uh, please be give honest. Us some reviews. Be honest. Uh, the review said these guys are great, super funny, great chemistry. The host is in all caps amazing. So there you go. Good now job. I will tell you, I'm I pretty think that sure Terrence. that was Terrence Aww, who runs the board who put so that in. Sweet. But you know what? That doesn't matter. He listens. He listens. Every single episode. Words of affirmation. He wouldn't lie. He knows. Yeah. Um, well, we encourage you to review Absolutely. because we're all trying to grow in all areas Build of this profession. Build confidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I want to be <laughs> honest here. but um, and, and give us some insight on what you want to hear more of sure. and what guests or, you yeah, want to come on. For sure. I'd love to know what people out there, who they want to hear from. Like Ken Austin was a lot of fun today, oh, yeah. and he's kind of a bit more behind the scenes. But do we have one lined up for next week? I'm putting us on the we spot. Don't. Do we? Okay, we so. Don't. Throw in, a, throw in a, a recommendation there, people. Yeah, let's do it. All right, thanks for joining us for this edition of the Flame Central Podcast. We'll see you right back here next week.